Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the JMRK podcast. This week, this episode is brought to you by jmrk.com shop. Please do yourself a favor, go pick up the merch and you can use coupon code pod, get 30% off your order. All those details will be in the show notes. So do that. We have a lot of awesome things coming. Shout outs to John, our, um, our head designer, our probably our only designer he's cooking up some awesome stuff in the lab bringing my ideas to life so shout out to him and keep your eyes open because we got a lot of awesome things coming out soon and on this week we have dylan from shackled which is awesome i think that band is really cool and you guys should definitely go check them out if you haven't already i'll link their band camp in the show notes so without further ado, welcome Dylan to the podcast. This is um, kind of early for me. I, I think this might be the earliest I've ever done a podcast, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I had to set my alarm for this one. Yeah, not going to lie. I woke up probably like an hour ago and passed out. And um, luckily, I woke back up on time. Yeah, it's definitely like 8, 8, 8 a.m. there or 9, right? Uh, it's, it's like 8.45, so almost 9 o'clock. <laughs> Yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's all good. It's all good because um, these are the sacrifices that I have to make to be able to have the people that I want on. So, so it's all good. All right. Dude, thank you. Um, okay. So I wanted to kind of talk to you about Game of Thrones. Oh, let's, let's fucking go. Okay. So um, I, I'm just kind of curious, like, what's your history with Game of Thrones? Um, like, how long have you been a fan? How'd you get into it? Um, so like a few years ago, I started watching it and I've always been into like medieval shit like that because I used to play like RuneScape, if you know what that is. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, I, I still play it, but, oh, wow. um, yeah, I've been playing it for like 10 years. I've always, so I've always been like in, and I like history a lot. So I've been, been into like fantasy and medieval shit. So when I heard about what Game of Thrones was, I was mad excited to start watching it. And I did, and I watched the first season, and then it was a little slow, so I didn't get back into it for another year, so I rewatched the first season, and then uh, I liked it a lot, and I ended up watching every single one up to season six in, like, two weeks, and I had to wait for season seven and eight, so. Uh, and I really, that's, that's, like, one of my favorite shows I've ever watched. Okay, that's awesome. I, I feel like the the grind between season seven and eight was probably the worst, just because that's probably the longest oh, yeah. like layoff in between seasons. Oh yeah, it's torture. And so, but, uh, yeah. when you heard about it, did you have like any like expectations? Did you think it was going to be like as um, good as it was? Um, are you, are you talking about like the whole thing or the last two seasons? 
uh, just the the whole thing in general, like when you're first getting into it. Uh, oh no, I had no idea it was gonna be that cool. It's so fucking cool. Okay. Like the show is awesome, but like you know, everyone has with the last season. Everyone's like, like I agree with the. Uh, it's not as good as it could have been. But, you know, if you take the show for what it was, and if you like just look at this last season and just don't even think about what it could have been and just think about what it was, it was still pretty good. I thought it was a satisfying ending to the show, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I guess we can get into season eight. I think the season overall was um, okay. I think there's only one hiccup, and that was in episode five. I think that was probably the worst episode. But for sure, the, the ending that they um, gave us, I feel with what they had to work with, I feel like it was probably the best they could have done. So um, I wasn't that upset with it. I was just kind of like it was like bittersweet to see it end. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was satisfying. I thought with what they had, they did a good job. But also, like a lot, a lot of people could, are always like, yeah, if they had more time, they did this. But like you can't think like that because, you know. It, it ruins your enjoyment of it. Just watch it for what it is. You know, that's what the books are for, in my opinion. Yeah. The books will flex out everything. Um, have you read the books? No. I mean, I'm saying that not reading them, but I hope that happens. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to read them. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm so I, I try to, uh, try to not, not think too much about the books because um, it's been so long since uh, the, the writer, George um, Martin, like it's been so long and he's been promising us forever that he was going to finish off the series. But recently, cause I'm like kind of obsessed with game of Thrones. I like listen to like a podcast about game of Thrones and I think about it all the time. But uh, George R. R. Martin said that, um, he's like doing some trip to, I think, New Zealand to some convention. And allegedly, he's supposed to have the final book done by the time he gets there. Wow. All right. That's that's cool then. Because I know it's been like seven years or something since the last one. Am I wrong? Uh, no, I think you're about right. Yeah, I think it's been about that long. Yeah. So that, that's good that he's, because uh, I, I think I read that there's two more. So that's good that he's going to hopefully be done with those because i want to start reading them and i don't want to stop and fucking wait again yeah it's crazy because i i know i'm in the time that we've been waiting like fans have like uncovered his address and showed up at his house and he's like invited them in for coffee to talk about game of thrones it's pretty insane Gee, <laughs> that's it I don't, I don't know how i'd feel if i was in those and it's nice of him to give people coffee doing that <laughs> Yeah, well, you, you got to think about it. this thing that he created that he probably had no idea was going to be such a hit. So he's probably just like welcoming um, the fandom. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I got you. It makes sense. That's pretty cool. Who is your favorite character from the series? Um, that's a great question. I think I really liked Tyrion the whole time. I th- I thought he was very funny in the beginning and I like what he turned into. Um, I know a lot of people say Daenerys, but like, I don't really think I trusted her from, for a while. So I don't know if I liked her that much. Um, I don't know. John, I, uh, John turned into someone that I really liked too. Cause in the beginning, like he kind of seemed a little pointless and he was just this guy who was just always like 
thinking about everything. It was just annoying. But now that then he became really cool. Um, I don't know. I like them. Okay. I, cool. I think I gravitated towards John in the very beginning because I felt bad uh, for like uh, Catelyn Stark, like kind of treating him like a second class um, citizen yeah. and just just because yeah, he was a bastard that. back then. So I, I just kind of like felt bad for him. And I was like, man, like, I, I want to see this guy like prosper. Yeah. Not that I didn't feel bad for him, just like I didn't understand it. You know what I mean? I was yeah. like, "What? What is this? What? What is? What is this guy gonna be? Like, he, like?" And then you know, he turned into a very important guy. Yeah, which is crazy. Maybe him being a bastard was like a very obvious sign that he was gonna turn into something great. Yeah, yeah. You look, you see a lot of like a lot of stuff in later in the show. You're like. Yo, I could go back to season one and I could guess this from there, from seeing what these people are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But back then, when we were first starting, there was like so many characters and so many like houses and things that we had to learn. And yeah, like, I'm not going to lie, for like the first like season and a half, I was like confused because I was like, wait, who's that? Yeah, I've heard like season two is the most confusing for people. Yeah, um, I I don't think I don't know if I was, but I was probably like I probably for a little bit was like, what the fuck is going on? But it's also been a couple of years since I watched it. Were you satisfied with uh, the Clegane Bowl with uh, the Hound killing his brother? <laughs> Dude, I didn't even know that. Like, I mean, I think I didn't even know that, that was like a as big of a thing as it was. But yeah, it was good. I liked it. I like uh, I don't know. I I like I like the battle. I like how. Uh, Every, I don't know. It was cool. I like how it ended too. How they just both died, and then like Clegane died in the fucking fire. That was like how he was afraid of fire. I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a good battle. I was scared when he was getting his eyes pushed in, and oh, I was like, yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't want to see him go out like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he kept stabbing the dude. Didn't die. The guy grabs him by the fucking eyes, and he's. Start, uh, dude, it was it was stressful. That show is stressful. They they really did a good job of just twisting it so much that you never know what's gonna happen. Basically, I feel like once they killed like, off uh, Ned, I was like, okay, there's like nobody's safe. If they're gonna kill off Ned this early, who's supposed to be like such an important person, um, like nobody's safe. Oh yeah, it's, and if, and if you didn't feel that way by then, like if, if you didn't get that then when uh the red wedding happened you had to feel like that they killed off half the fucking main characters man when uh uh when catlin went up to the table and she saw that what's his name was wearing like chain mail underneath his clothes and then like that uh the reigns of casimir started playing i was like dude this is this is insane dude yeah it's it's fucking hard like i remember um Dude, it's a hard to watch. I remember I was with uh, my ex girlfriend used to watch it, and we like when she got to that, she watched it on my house, straight up crying over. Like, I, like it's like hard for people to watch that. Like, I was jaw dropped. I didn't want to. I didn't want to keep watching it. I remember tweeting like, "I'm not fucking watching this show anymore. Fuck this." When people were like, "No, you got to keep going. It gets better." I don't know. They really, really, they do a really good job with it. It's so cool. Yeah, it was nice when um, it was the the purple wedding with um, when Arya sh- showed up. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, 
Yeah, I do remember that. Purple wasn't the purple one like immediately after. I don't think it was. No, it's definitely not immediately after because uh, after. I think it was. I think it might have been a couple seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've been trying to rewatch, but I just have not had time to do it. But now that it's over, I think I'm going to rewatch the whole thing. Okay. Hmm. Did you ever rewatch it? No, I I've I've thought about it, but I'm just like just the thought of getting back to season eight, episode five, just hurts me. You really didn't like that one. No, I, I I just didn't like it because. Um, there was just a couple things like I hated the fact that in that episode, Jamie and Cersei died together just by, you know, the, by the like bricks were from like the red keep or whatever falling on them. I, I feel like, wait, I'm sorry. Go ahead. A merciful death for them. Yeah. I, I feel like both of them needed to die at the hands of a Stark. And I know there's like that um, uh, Valencar prophecy about Cersei dying at the hands of like her younger brother, which is fine. Like it would have been cool to see like Jamie or Tyrion actually kill her. But the fact that she didn't get murdered it, just really yeah, bums me out. Nice pro- <laughs> yeah, but, no, I, I, I get that, though. That makes sense. That, that, that's a fair criticism. I, I, I feel like I would have liked that, too. Yeah, and Jamie, um, I, I feel like he never really paid for pushing Bran out the window. Yeah, he, he got his hand chopped off or whatever, but I feel like he, he deserved more. Oh, yeah, more. that's not enough. It's definitely not enough, just the hand. Yeah, but I was... Yeah, I, like, well, they, uh, I don't know. I agree with you, actually. I think that, I think that that was too painless at deaths for them. There's something else should have happened. Yeah. And why did uh, Arya just like kind of get scared? She was literally like about to cross off Cersei from her list and the Hound was like, yo, like you got to turn around because you're not going to survive this. And she just kind of has like this like moment of clarity and she's like, yeah, you're right. Like I should probably dip. I guess she knew he was right or something. I don't know. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I, I I thought about that a little bit, and it's like maybe she knew he was right, or maybe they were just with each other long enough that he's never actually been like that to her. And she was like, all right, if he's telling me that like he knows how I am, if he's telling me to not do this, I guess I should not be doing this. Because like any other time he's telling us, he's like, don't do it. She's like, I'm going to. He's like, all right, whatever. But that time she's like, I'm going to do it. He's like, fucking stop. And she was like, oh, all right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he... Maybe, maybe- that uh, he didn't even try to kill Cersei he just kind of let her walk by him I don't think he cares that much probably uh, I don't think, yeah I don't think he really cares about maybe who's king but definitely I don't think he cares but I think he cares more that they fucked with his brother and he wanted to fuck him up and then he did and I don't know it was a cool scene but I do get what you're saying some of the things are kind of weird but like, I guess I try to just think about it and r- rationalize it myself, so I like it more. 
I was kind of tripping out when I realized that um, from when John killed Danny to Tyrion coming out of his um, captivity to talk to like that council, I it, it um, hit me that there was a time skip because Tyrion had like a way longer beard than the like the last time you saw him. And, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and like they didn't even like mention that there's a time skip. You you just kind of either realized when you saw his beard or realized it when he got to the council and they're talking about that it's been weeks since Danny has been killed. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I I think I knew it when I saw his beard, but maybe some people didn't notice that. I was just surprised that um, they kept John prisoner. Like they murdered, um, or he murdered their queen, um, his queen as well, and they just decided to keep him in captivity. I, I figured we'd see some like epic battle between John and Grey Worm. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe um, I guess John maybe just knew what he did. Like, even though it saved everyone, it definitely was all dishonorable. So he didn't want to like fight with Grey Worm over something he knew he did. Even though he knew it saved everyone, it was wrong. You know what I'm saying? And he's always been the type of guy to just accept what happens to him. So if Grey Worm comes in and arrests him, he's like, "All right, I get, I did this. I have to own up. Like, I saved everyone, but here are the consequences of doing this." You know what I mean? I feel like that that's true to his character. I'm also curious at one point did Brand find out that this whole thing was going to play out the way that it did because he's the three-eyed yeah, raven and he, he could see the future. Um, I, I'm just curious at what point did he realize that he was going to be king and John was going to have to go back to Castle Black and um, you know the North was going to be uh, not part of the Seven Kingdoms anymore. Uh, just things like that just always just have me wondering. Yeah, they don't, and they in the whole show they don't really go too much into like the green site besides when he's with the three eyed raven, but he dies very quick. So that's another that's one of the things that like they could have expanded on. You know what I mean? Yeah, because uh, there's like a, a lot of times where um, he's just like kind of like warging, and you don't really know where he's going. Or- and you're just like kind of like okay, Brand's just doing his thing, um, but I'm always curious like where he went to and when did he figure all this out? Yeah, definitely, especially uh, during the the Battle of Winterfell because he he goes for a minute and no one ever knows where he goes. Yeah, uh, did, did you like that battle? Um, what did you think of it? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I definitely thought it was going to be longer but also i thought of it like this like remember when john killed the one white walker and it was very like he was able to do it pretty quickly yeah i guess like the white walkers are very hard but if you get them at a weak point things can have things can get done fast and that's what happened so like it definitely i guess it would have been long i mean it definitely would have been longer if uh aria wasn't there and our, i don't know that that's me again trying to like just think about it, just, like give an explanation of it myself. So I, I feel like that episode was like I think around eighty, like eighty eighty two minutes long, and it was pretty much all yeah. um, just like uh, the war. You didn't feel like that was long enough. No, I mean I thought I no, I mean I thought the episode. I thought that the 
the white walk like the, the the issue with the fucking white walkers and the the whites was going to last longer than one than that do you know what i mean okay because like it was built up for for a very long time then uh like it just go into one episode but i also don't really care that much about it i just i just uh like it doesn't bother me that it was like that i just that's just not what i expected you know what i mean yeah i also feel like the white walkers are still somewhat of a mystery because like early on in game of thrones they would kind of sprinkle like white walkers here and there but not really say much and then yeah. we find out that the children of the forest created the Night King, but still we don't really know like um, what they're really doing over there. Um, Bran did say that he wanted the Night King wanted him to kind of destroy history, but I don't really know if that's actually what they wanted. Yeah, maybe that's just what they think he wants to do. I don't know. It's it, dude. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it'll uh, come up in the books, but I haven't read them, so I don't know what's come up or not in them. I don't want to know, but maybe it will. I was. Uh, what did you say? I I was like surprised that um, the Night King never said anything. Yeah, all he did was smirk. Yeah, when when Danny tried to burn him with uh, Drogon. And he just kind of stood there smiling. I was like, okay, this is this is pretty weird. I wish he would have said something. Yeah. I thought he would have said something. And he also kept in a few scenes, like, in the show, he also was looking at John, like, specifically, and, like, like making mouse movements and shit. So I don't I, I thought that we were going to figure out why he was doing that. I have an idea. Or maybe, or maybe it didn't matter. Do you have an idea, though? No, I was always um, hoping that uh, theory, it was like a fan theory that uh, the Night King was Bran. I was secretly hoping that that was going to come true. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I never, I actually don't read any theories and I only didn't read them because I feel like if I do, they'll spoil the book for me or before this last episode, they were going to spoil the last episode for me. So I just at read just nothing. Terrified um, of that. Do you ever plan on reading the books? Yeah, I'm actually planning on doing like very soon, like going out and buying it like this summer. Okay. Yeah, I I feel like the um the the first three books are gonna be like very familiar to you because like a lot of it um was like familiar with the show, and the ones after that it, it gets a little tough to read, but but it's still cool. Yeah, because it, it it goes off. I, I I read about that, like in uh, like how like the first three seasons are like the books, and then it's just like influenced by the books later on. Yeah, but it's it's, it's definitely um, a good read, and it'll be cool to see how it um, actually ends, quote unquote. Because I feel like uh, since George R. R. Martin has had so much time to write this final book that we're going to see how it like officially ends because it's being done by the actual, you know, creator of all this. Yeah, that, definitely. I, I'm, I'm excited to read it. I'm excited to see how the books are and like the little I want to see like the little differences between the show and the books and like all. Um, I'm just really excited. I really like Game of Thrones. I'm, I'm glad I'm going to be able to do that. Did you uh so like why are you a fan of like medieval fantasy? Were you ever into like uh well I, I know you said you played Ru- like RuneScape, but did you ever like get into Lord of the Rings? 
No, I didn't. I just, I think it's just because I played RuneScape from when I was eight until now. So I've just always been really into it. And anything like that, like other video games or like movies and shit, I just like the medieval stuff. But Lord of the Rings, I've been told I'd like and I want to watch it. I just keep not doing it. So I got to do that soon. Okay, yeah, because um, the creator, uh, the the creator of Game of Thrones, um, he's a huge Lord of the Rings fan. So I, I feel oh, like, all right, yeah. So he's, he, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's had like a little like inspiration um, from Lord of the Rings in Game of Thrones. Definitely, yeah. I should, I will check it out. Yeah, I, I like, I like that kind of shit. Like, I like Harry Potter a lot. That's another fantasy thing. I think that shit's cool. I like, I like a lot of just fantasy or medieval shit. So I'll definitely like Lord of the Rings. I just keep not watching it for whatever reason. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually surprised that you've never seen it because when it came out, it was like crazy popular. So I'm like wondering I don't like what you're into. I don't watch a lot of movies. That's why. Same here. Because I feel like movies are like such a commitment. Um, and also, I don't really like going and like sitting somewhere for like that long all the time. So it's kind of hard for me to get out to the movies sometimes. Yeah, I get that. I, I, I have an issue with how expensive it is. And I just always like, I don't know, my girlfriend guns me for all the time because she's always like, have you seen this movie? This movie? I'm like, no. She's like, what the fuck are you doing in your free time? Like, how do you just not watch these? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just listening to music, I guess, or watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> What about, uh, do you have like Netflix or Hulu? Yeah, I have everything. I just, just don't do anything. I'm I'm just fucking lazy, I guess. Honestly, the only times I go to the movies these days is on like the discount day. Because movies do get expensive. Yeah, they, they that sucks. I, I, there's like at AMC and get like cheap movies on Tuesdays or whatever. That's the only time I ever go. I actually saw Detective Pikachu the other week. I like that. It was good. Okay, I I still haven't seen that. Um, the last movie I went and saw was uh, John Wick Three. Yeah, I heard. I, I my friend went to see it. He told me it wasn't good, but I've also never seen all any of them, so I don't know if I'd go watch it. How was it? I honestly, in my honest opinion, I think it was like okay. They definitely traded um, like the story elements to put in more action, like the because um, like all the movies are like related, like. Part three takes place right when number two ends, but like story development wise in part three, it didn't move that far. Um, I, I feel like with this one, they just wanted to go over the top with the action, which was fine. But at some points I'm like, okay, like I want to know more about this whole thing that's going on. Um, so I'm hoping there's going to be a force. I'm hoping in the fourth one, they're able to kind of balance it out again to give us like a good amount, like a good mixture of, um, the story and action. Cause as fun as like, you know, it, it is seeing him beat up and kill all these people. I would like to see it progress a little more because it can get old watching him, uh, you know, break yeah. arms and shoot people. Yeah. There's, you know, there's just, killing mad people and there's like no real fleshed out reason like it's like whatever after a certain point i get that it makes sense yeah so the but the next movie i'm gonna see i, I was i was gonna go to the movies last night but i passed out um so i'm gonna go tomorrow i'm gonna go see that new movie aladdin 
Oh, that's is that the live action one? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm like a huge like fan of Disney, and Aladdin's my favorite. So I'm like actually really excited to go see this one. Okay, I, I guarantee you'll have fun doing that, even if it's not good. People give Disney like a hard time about like these like live actions, and I honestly don't think they've done a bad one. And I always tell people like the, the worst one's probably Cinderella, but that's because that was like one of the first ones they ever did. But since then, I feel like they've kind of figured it out and it's like they've all gotten better. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think I've ever seen one live action, but maybe maybe I'll go see the Aladdin one. That's, I mean, wait, was Dumbo live action? Yeah, yeah, the, that one was um, more, the most recent one before Aladdin. Yeah, that's the one I really wanted to see, but. I think I was like, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't see it, but maybe, maybe I'll try and check that one out. Cause I haven't seen the live action ones yet. If you get a chance, um, I, in my opinion, I think the best one so far, and this is, um, this is me before seeing Aladdin. I feel like the, the best one right now is probably beauty and the beast. Right. Oh yeah. I think I knew that that was live action too. I think I knew about that. So that's uh, yeah, I hope you have fun. I hope it's good. Me too, because uh, like in uh, Disneyland, they had like a 10 minute preview of the movie and then it was just like mainly the um, wait. Do you or have you ever seen the animated version? Um, I probably have a really long time ago. The most recent like experience I have with Aladdin is like replaying Kingdom Hearts. Okay. In the animated version, there's like this um, scene pretty early on in the movie where um, they're like getting chased. Um, Aladdin and Jasmine are getting chased through the bazaar. So in the 10 minute preview at Disneyland is um, the like main chunk of that 10 minutes is just that scene playing out to kind of give everybody a feel of um, the actor and the actresses um, and like the how their singing is going to be. And it was pretty good. I was actually pretty um, excited to see how they recreated that and um, kind of switch things up in this newer version. So I'm pretty sure I, I'm going to be into it. Yeah, I, I think you will. If you're like really, in, you're really into that shit. I definitely think that's good. I don't think I don't think they really will make a bad movie like like a bad movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, have you seen like any uh, trailers for Aladdin? Um. I think I have, but I maybe remember a scene from it. Okay, because if I'm not mistaken, the the girl who plays Jasmine, uh, her name is Naomi Scott. She's going to be the the lead role in the Game of Thrones remake that's being filmed right now. Or not, not remake, excuse oh. me, um, prequel. Prequel, right. Oh, okay, that's cool. I didn't know that. Maybe I'll, I'll check that out, actually. I'll look at that. I'll look that up. Yeah, so she should be pretty interesting. I'm actually, um, like, I, I thought I would be not excited for a prequel, but I'm actually really looking forward to seeing how uh, this Game of Thrones prequel is going to turn out. Yeah, I'm just happy that they're doing more shit like that That world. I'm excited. I'm glad I can watch more of it. They signed on for, was it for two or three prequels. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I, I think it was two. Okay. But... You know, it's more than one, so that's already sick. Yeah, and we're not even sure how long these sequels are going to go for, right? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know how much I've read about them. I think there are two, 
And um, I just I didn't read much else about them because I don't know why I didn't. I just didn't. Like I said, I didn't want to read anything about Game of Thrones in general until it was over. Okay. Do you remember uh, John's uncle, uh, Benjamin Stark? Yes. Of course. The, the savior. Dude, I I was so sad when he like actually died when he kind of like rode off and you're like fuck this is it for him because I, I, I I thought he was so badass. No, yeah, he was sick. It was re- like his character was really cool. I don't remember if they explained why he became like that, but um, if they didn't, they should. If they did, I can go back and check it out. I'm pretty sure they just sent him north of the north of the wall to die, and he just never did. Yeah, he just he has the blue eyes, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, I don't know. He's cool though. Uh, doesn't like he's just a cool fucking sick character. Who just came in at the good, the right times. Fucking badass dude, fucking people up. I liked him. So uh, there's there's like one cool thing that happens in the book but um i'm not sure if you want me to talk about it because it, it, it didn't happen in the show so i don't know if you want to oh spo- no dude, i, I want to be absolutely surprised by those books okay fuck okay all right because um I'm, I'm not gonna yeah never mind all right i'll not good yeah yeah I, I just, i'd like to be surprised with like okay shit like that for whatever reason yeah, because there's this um, thing that happens in the um, the, the books that was like highly rumored to happen in the show because of certain events, um, I, and I have to be very vague here because I don't want to spoil anything for you. Um, and just thinking about it, um, just thinking about the things that they could have done and the things that um, probably almost came true, it just kind of kind of just has me excited to um, think about because you're gonna get to experience it in the books. So, uh, all right, we'll just move away from that because I don't want to give any spoilers. I I just want you to experience it organically. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, exactly. That's the plan I'm excited to. Okay, all right. Um, I feel like we've gone pretty long about Game of Thrones. Uh, Is there anything you want to talk about um, before we switch topics? No, I think we hit everything, honestly. Okay. All right, so um, you're you do vocals for a band called Shackled, right? That is correct. Yeah. Um, New Jersey. Can you talk about uh, the band? How you guys started? Yeah. Um. Well, like I've been wanting to be in a band for mad long, and um, it just never happened. So. Uh, Last year, around March, I uh, I'd broken up with my like long-term girlfriend, and everyone was like back at school, so I really wasn't doing much. And uh, I threw through a friend. I was hanging out with my friend. His name is Connor, and we were we were out, and he brought along his friend, who was Andrew, and we were chilling out. And we, like, figured out that we were both into hardcore and we both were, like, into, like, the same kind of shit and we were into it as much as the other was. And um, it was weird because I'd never met Andrew before, but he was he's literally my fucking neighbor. So um, that, from that's, there, like... Went, that's pretty weird. What's up? I, yeah, I think that's he, weird uh, that he's lived, your neighbor. You never met him. Yeah, he lives in the development across the street from me. So I, it, it takes me straight up, like, a minute and a half to get to his house. So... 
we uh we started chilling after that and um we uh we were talking we were like i want i was i told him i was like i've always wanted to start a band like a straight up like hardcore band and he's like you know i've been trying to do the same thing because he used to be in a band before that and i don't know if he'll like me to say the name but he was in a band that was a little heavier before okay. and um with uh he was actually actually i'll get back into that but um he we were just talking on twitter a little bit about it and in person and then one day he sent me uh me he went to his friend's house and he sent me uh two demos like just voice memos and i already had lyrics written from like a year like over the past uh, year or two and i uh at 3 a.m i like recorded me talking over the song where the vocals would be and i sent it to him and like we just immediately like went to uh we went to the practice space that's in Howell where we live and we just started writing shit and it ended up being uh his old band which is me or not me it was him this kid Jake who plays in our band Mike who plays in our band and this kid Kevin who plays drums we all it was them and me so it's basically the old band plus me doing a different style and that's how we started that's how we uh, recorded the demo when he originally sent over those um, voice memos, was it just guitar or was it guitar and drums? No, it was um, it was in Kevin's basement. They recorded with uh, with guitar and drums. It was like a it was like a whole song basically, and I just recorded uh, me talking over it, like what the vocals would be, and they were like, "I like this. This is cool." They they liked how I did it. I didn't know any of them besides Andrew, so it was it was they're like, "This is sick," and. Uh, we did it after that. So I, I've only, like, I've known of some people in my band for a minute just through mutual friends. I haven't met any of them, really, until we started the band last year, even though they all live within 15 minutes of me. And you were just randomly up at 3 a.m., just hanging out? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I was just <laughs> chilling in my room. Just, I, don't, I don't know what I was doing. I was just, I, I'm, I'm up late. Okay. Um, so... Obviously, you guys live in the same city, and you guys had to have been at the same shows together, and you just never saw Andrew or any of the other members in the yeah. band. Yeah, they, they were. Andrew would like was telling me once that he like had seen me in a couple shows because like he saw my Twitter or something, but I was fucking oblivious to everything going on around, me, so I didn't I didn't see any of them before. That's so strange. Yeah, I'm like a moron. But I guess it's like um, that thing that happens where um, you, or for example, like you'll see like, oh, the ATM inside signs everywhere. But then when you actually need an ATM, like they're nowhere to be found. That, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Dude, that's happened to me too. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. no, that's definitely what it was. Like, I don't know. I've been trying to start a band for Mad Long now. And it was uh, it was cool that I got mad lucky like meeting these people when they did, and then being down to like do the band. And uh, me, I got to sing because I can't play a fucking instrument, but everyone else can. So I'm glad I just got to be able to write and sing. Uh, I got lucky. I'm I'm thankful that they were uh, down to do it. And you said you had those lyrics written for like um, over a year. Were you just like saving those till you eventually got in a band, or were you planning something yeah. else? I would I would write lyrics a lot because I always wanted to be in a band and like anytime I'd be like uh, I just 
feel something, I would just be like, all right, I'll just write some shit. And I wrote some lyrics, and uh, I just took two of them that I had. And uh, the second and third song on the demo are those two songs where it was just shit I had before that I was just writing just to just in case that something ever happened. That you know, it happened. Okay. That's awesome. So uh, you guys recorded the uh, the three song demo. How was that process? It was cool. We um, so Jake, the other guitarist, he was in a band called Good Luck Spaceman, which uh, this kid who plays drums in it. He we went to his house and uh, we recorded the demo with him. He was really cool about it. He just kind of wanted to like practice, like 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 recording shit, mixing shit, and we paid him in a Reuben sandwich to do it. So it worked out. Wow. What was so special about that Reuben that he was willing to take that as payment? Dude, fucking Gus's diner. It's sick. It was a, just a good Reuben. I had one too. It was awesome. We just like paid him in sandwiches to fucking record for us. And it was, uh, it was a good time. It took like about a week to record it. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. We were, it was just all, it was just chilling out in our friend's basement, just fucking recording, doing music shit. I had a lot of fun doing it. I still can't get over that payment. I feel like um, that's a pretty good trade for somebody who's really hungry. Oh, definitely. He he loved that Reuben, a little bit of chicken soup, a nice soda. He was done. He was ready. He was fucking mixing. That's awesome. So the demo came out May 9th based off the band camp. Yeah. And and in August, uh, August 5th, to be exact, you guys put out a two-song promo. I feel like that's a pretty quick turnaround to put out new music from a demo. Did you guys have yeah. um, the promo songs already written, or was you guys just well, wanted to get things out quick? Well, yeah. Well, what happened was we were going to put the second song on the promo. is called Strickland, which is our intro. And we had that written when we were doing the... Uh, the demo, but it, I don't know if it was like completely finished or like we had finished it in the middle of recording because we were practicing at the same time writing. Like we were like in the day we were recording at night, we were like practicing and recording or practicing and writing. So we like had the skeleton of no value and we had almost all the other songs. We were like, you know, instead of putting four songs on a demo, making it even longer, we're just going to put something quick out. And then in a few months over the summer, we wanted to do it before this <clears throat> before this one show we were playing with like Ramallah and Cool Hand because that was like at the time that was our biggest show. We were like, "That's fucking awesome! Let's put this music out before it, so people know it." It didn't work out that way, but we still put it out in the summer, and we got to put those two songs out. So they were basic; they were being written at the time of the demo. But we uh, we were playing them live already. We were like, "We should record this, get it out," and we also wanted to uh, experience what a real studio is like, not a fucking Reuben sandwich basement. So we, uh, we went with Len Carmichael who's in, uh, uh, Ewing, Ewing Trenton. I don't even remember, but, uh, he was sick. He's the one who recorded like, uh, the Queensway shit. Um, that new adrenaline record that came out, he recorded that. He's cool. I liked him a lot. Yeah. And he has a, um, hand in like mixing some of the, um, Hey five, six videos. Yeah. He does a lot of this hardcore shit. Okay, so how was that experience versus the the old one re- recording with him? It was it was uh, definitely more expensive than the sandwich, but it was fun. 
and the artwork that um, came out for the promo that was done by Peter Maria. How'd you guys? Yeah, you did that one uh, episode with him. Yeah, he did the artwork for that. Hey, yes, um, he's a good, um, he's a good guy. But I was just curious, how'd you guys um get him to do the artwork for you guys? Oh, we're just friends with him. We just we're out to him. We're like, yo, can you just do this for us? And he was down to do it. He's done. He's done like Andrew and I book shows. So he's done like a, uh, he's done a flyer for one of our shows that we did, um, and he's done a t-shirt design for us that we have not made yet, but we will be making uh, soon. Okay, uh, so the demo and the promo um, in the artwork, I noticed like the only um, constant besides the uh, but besides you guys' logo is like these chains. Is there anything um, special behind having chains in both those artworks, or is it no, just? We, want, we wanted like the globe guy, you know, the, the little hooded guy. We wanted we we like uh, we're all into like when bands have like repeated imagery and shit. So we wanted to put the globe guy on both as like uh, something for like continuity. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why chains and the fucking hooded figure with the chains on him in both uh in both artworks. Okay. Uh, for future artwork, will there be any dragons? <laughs> no, I don't think I could convince them to put a dragon in. <laughs> uh, hooded dragon and chains. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know what? After after this call, I'll put it. I'll put it in the group chat. I'll see what they say. But I guarantee they'll call me a fucking moron. <laughs> For sure. But you, you, you got to try. Yeah, dude, you're right. You got to try to get shit done here. So the promo came out um, last summer, and I haven't really heard anything like you know since. Like no talks of anything new coming out. But do you guys have any plans for like an EP or an LP? Yeah, we're um, we're actually just recorded at uh, at Silver Bullet, which is in Connecticut, and he's done um, Hangman of Vile Decree, uh, the Jag Visions record, the Separated, Force Fed Misery, a bunch of shit that we all really like, and we went to him. We like his recording style. We wanted to go do something else because uh, we just like to just do different things like that. Um. It was a good experience. We had a lot of fun, and uh, we recorded five songs with him that are uh, currently being finished right now. And uh, we're aiming to put that out over the summer. Okay, that, that seems cool. Like you guys had those two releases last summer, and it's going to continue the trend of releasing in the summer. Yeah, definitely. Dude, summertime's the best. Yeah, it, it just I don't know. I, that's just kind of like we wanted to get it out earlier, but. Um, it just didn't work out like that. So it's definitely just going to come out this summer. And are any of the promo songs making the um, jump from those tapes to the uh, future EP or LP? No, it, it's all. Oh, no, I don't know. No, I think because like we like to just do new shit. So I think that like all the, the songs on the EP are all new. And if we ever do an LP, I'm pretty sure they'd all be new. Okay. Well, that's good news. I always like new yeah, stuff. I'm excited for it. It's going to be fun. So you guys have two pretty big shows lined up um, that I know of in summer. Uh, first in June, you guys are playing that uh, last New York backtrack show. How do you feel about yeah. that one? 
Um, well, I'm really excited about it um, because, you know, like back every, I mean, this is probably true for a lot of fucking people, but, you know, Backtrack was one of the first hardcore bands that I got into. It was one of the first hardcore bands that I saw. So I'm very excited to, um, you know, be able to, to play one of the shows that they're, one of the last shows they're playing. Uh, it's an honor to play it. I'm excited. I would love King Nine. It's cool to be playing with fucking Maximum Penalty. And then we're we're uh, friends with, like, kids in One Step Closer. So it's just going to be a cool show. It's going to be exciting. I heard that there's only, like, 50 tickets left for it. So that's new to us playing to a lot of fucking people. So I'm nervous, but I'm also really excited. Hell yeah. I, I, I think that's sick. I'm honestly really surprised they didn't stack that bill with just like New York hardcore bands. Um, but I think it's awesome that they were able to like reach out and pull in bands from like neighboring scenes. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm very happy that we were able that we were asked to be do, to do that. I never would have expected it, but I'm excited. Yeah, I, I think it's cool that they reached out to you guys because you guys are um, like on the newer side. But I think the stuff that you guys have put out is pretty solid. Well, I mean, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, but we're, we definitely are new and I, it, it is really a surprise, but it's it's uh, I'm stoked for it. Yeah, should definitely be a good time. And um, the other show that I was talking about was um, you guys um, got on the announcement for This Is Hardcore 2019. Yeah. How do you feel about that's, that? Uh, I feel like that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I I was fucking bugging out about it. I'm, I cannot believe that we're doing that already. It's uh, it really it dude like these both the shows that you mentioned like I would have never fucking imagined that I'd be able to play those. And the fact that we are is just absolutely insane to me. This is straight up like. It's it's like it's like the like dream come true kind of shit. Like at the risk of being like corny, it's like fucking crazy. Yeah, I I think it's um definitely when you're like newer starting out, just the thought of playing on like these like legendary fests or like a big show like you know with a like pretty influential hardcore band that's breaking up. So to be put on bills like that is yeah, it's definitely kind of mind blowing. You know, since you guys haven't been around that long. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about it. I'm very happy. I'm thankful that we're that we're able to be a part of these shows. And you know, it look when you start it, like you're like, all right, here are the fucking end game goals. Play this is hardcore. Go on a tour, leave the country, like shit like that, like like working towards that. And like one of them has already happened, so it's it's really exciting and it just makes us want to like push harder to do even more shit. And I was just curious. So this year, this is hardcore is at a di- um, different venue. Is it the Franklin music hall? Have you ever been there? No, played there? It's the same. It's the same. It, it has new owners. So it like changed the name, but it's the same venue. Okay. So it's okay. Well, do you know why they so, like, changed the name? Um, not really. I don't, I don't know. I know it just changed like over the last year. Like it went from electric factory to Franklin music hall, but it's the same It's the same place, same exact venue. Pretty sure they're going to do the same shit there. Yeah, it just has a different name now. Okay, I, I feel like you're the first person to actually tell me that because um, I've kind of asked around and nobody's really known. So now that I know that, I I, I think that's cool. Yeah, I mean you're 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 a little far away from it, so that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But um, <laughs> you uh, have you been to uh, the Electric Factory or the Franklin Music Hall? 
yeah, I've gone to this parkour for the last few years, um, and I've, I think I, I think I got dragged to one show. That I don't even remember what it was called by one of my friends in my first year of college because they were like, "Oh, you have to come to this. You have to come to this." Because I was staying at, I was staying in this dorm in Philly. Oh, it was like it was something called Porter Robinson. Uh, it's like some electronic shit. That's the only other time I've been there that wasn't for a hardcore. This hardcore. How was that vibe? Was it weird being in a venue that you're like normally at for hardcore for like a different type of music? Ah, oh, dude, it was like not even trying to. Be, it was just torture for me because I just don't care. But you know, I, everyone else loved it, so I'm, I'm glad that they had fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. It was just standing for fucking two hours, just watching this guy do almost nothing. So you know, not my kind of thing. I know it's other people's kind of thing. So you know, that, that's the only time I went there. Probably wouldn't do it again, but I'm glad I had the experience. So, what were you doing in Philly? You said you were just at some dorm. Were you? Yeah, and uh, my one of my one of my friends uh, lived in lives in a well. I don't talk to him much anymore. We have, we kind of like uh, drifted apart, but he lived in, at a school there, so we were just hanging out there, and that's how I got there. Okay, damn. Well, sorry to hear about your friend. No, I mean, you know, that's what happened. Yeah, but it was it's kind like, of a bummer uh, sometimes. Uh, the high school to college shit. That's wait. Say that again. Sorry, Dylan. You still there? Oh, the it's like uh, yeah. You there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Can't hear you now. All right, word. My bad. But yeah, what I was saying is just like you know, it's just the the transition from like high school to college when people just drift apart. That's really all it was. Nothing, nothing too crazy. For sure. Yeah, I try to um, these days not get too attached. I, I just kind of just let people go wherever they want. Yeah, that makes sense. I get that. Um. So back in March, um, I have to bring this up because I would be um, remiss if I didn't bring it up. Back in March, you or Shackled was on tour. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah, dude. I, I'll never forget it. Okay, so <laughs> go ahead. No, it was, just, it, was, it was great. Like, um, I've always wanted to go on tour. Like, uh, a big reason why I wanted to be in a band was to go on tour. So, I think... Uh, a couple people in my band have been on tour with like other bands or just like tagging along. So they were, they knew what was going on, but it was my first tour and it was sick. I had a lot of fun. Uh, War by other means. It was fun to tour with. They're an awesome band. It was fun to see them uh, every single day. It was fun to see Let's Question almost every single day, which is like a band whose demo I was really into. And uh, we got to do like the run, most of the run with them, which was fucking very, very cool. Uh, every date, I we I got we got a good reaction, which was surprising because I didn't know that people would care in places that far. But like you know, it, it was just a very good experience. I'm excited to uh, do it again. It's uh, it's awesome. Touring is really fun. Okay, so on the tour, you guys are in uh, Pensacola, correct? Are you about to ask me about the fucking time warp? Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay, wait, wait. Before you go into it, we we gotta um kind of explain for the people who don't know, 
Um, okay, you're right. You're- Dude, my uh, bad. It's just a touch subject. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I um, have to bring this up since you're on. Okay. So uh, from uh, Pensacola to Greensboro, um, one night I was, um, or one day I, I was on Twitter and I, I follow Ron and then he tweets out about this paradox asking, how does it take, you know, um, so many hours to get from Pensacola to Greensboro and it shouldn't have taken that long. And he kind of broke down the, the trip and it just didn't make sense to anybody. And I even looked into it, pulled up like Google maps and tried to figure out what went wrong. And then eventually I had Ron and Nick on the podcast and they essentially put the blame on you um, saying that you took a like a like a stop, like um, an unknown stop to everybody in the van, except for the one person that was awake. And to this day um, that you deny the fact that it was your fault that it took so long to get from Pensacola to Greensboro. Yeah. All right. OK, I'm just, I'm just going to do it quickly. Because the fact that they still think this is my fault is absolutely insane. So we got we basically what happened was we were supposed to get there at well I got I got in the driver's seat at nine o'clock about nine forty nine nine forty five because we uh, stopped at gas and like got some shit to eat or something. So we were supposed to get there at two fifteen and end up being seven. But they keep saying that I spent two hours on an exit trying to find a nature reserve, which is not true. I did do that, but it took me, it was about 30 minutes. It took me 15 minutes to get there. I realized there's nothing there. Then it took me 15 minutes to get back. What they failed to fucking remember, sorry, Ron and Nick and Brett, they wanted to stop places like five separate times on the way to Greensboro. So when you stop places and you keep stopping there, and you stop these days for 20 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes, half an hour, 45, like that's going to add on time to like, to getting to your destination. That's just what having a sense of time tells you. So they're like, yeah, it was supposed to be two o'clock. It should always be two o'clock, but that's not how it goes. If you stop five times and I took like a half an hour detour, which isn't even that bad, you're going to get somewhere mad late especially when it gets later, you start to hit rush hour traffic. You start to do, get to all these things. So that's why it makes sense. Like it was a little late, but it makes sense why it, it happened at seven o'clock. Okay. So it wasn't just you that wanted to stop. It was more people. Yeah. I mean, I'm down to stop, but it wasn't just me. Everyone wanted to stop. Okay. Cause I, I, the way they painted it, I just, um, pictured everybody asleep in the van and then you just kind yeah. of in some empty field. Yeah. I know how they fucking pictured it in their ridiculous. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, man. They're, they're going to listen to this and still think it's my fault, but I'm glad that my, my side of the story is out there. Okay. People can make their own yeah, because um, Nick uh, on the podcast, uh, he played that audio clip of you, um, and you sounded pretty oh, upset. Dude. <laughs> dude, I was fucking so mad. That was that was that wasn't a real like that was like a joke scream, but dude, I was they were like, I I think they knew they were making me mad, which is why they kept doing it. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's uh, I forgot he played that. That's fucking scum of him to play that. 
I, I thought it was funny because like I, I just uh, it, it was just like hearing you scream like that. I, I, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot they recorded that. Yeah, I don't know. That was a weird fucking day. It was fun though. For sure. Um, I, like looking at the tour flyer, like you guys definitely played like a lot of places that I feel like don't really, um, like have a lot of hype or bands really hit like too often. Um, why'd you guys decide on that tour route? Um, honestly, I didn't really decide on the tour route. It was mostly like Brett hit us up and was like, yo, do you want to do this without And we were like, yeah. So like I helped and like Andrew helped with like, maybe two or three of them, but most of the route and most of the places like Brett's idea, we were just trying to help him like make it happen. So you'd have to ask Kim honestly, but I guess that's just what was available at the time. Okay. And, um, was that your first tour? Yeah, that was my first tour I'd ever been on. Okay. And I know one of your goals is to tour like the, um, U S do you think that's going to happen? Wait, go ahead. No, keep going. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I was just going to say, do you um, see that happening anytime soon for Shackled? Um, oh, I don't know. We have nothing there right now, but, you know, I hope that either we can set something up or, like, maybe, like, someone wants us to do something with them. I don't know. I'm trying to – I want to tour a lot. I know that a lot of people in that band share that, so we'll see what happens in the future. Okay, I, I think that that'd be cool. Or I I know these days um, full U.S. tours aren't um, really happening that often. Like b- bands are starting to do things like more like regionally. So even if you guys like you know flew out, did like the West Coast for like a week or something or a weekend, I feel like that'd be pretty sick. Yeah, definitely, I, dude. <clears throat> excuse me. I um I'm honestly bound for anything. I just want to see some places. I just want to like. I, I like playing shows a lot and I just want to do that. I think that's a lot of fun. And however I can get to do that, that's what I want to do. And I know most people that are in like shackled, like share that, uh, that thinking with me. Okay. Well, hopefully it, it happens. Have you ever been out West? No. Um, been to like, like my grandmother, like mad long ago had like a timeshare in Mexico. So I went there once and, uh, that's like the farthest west I've been. That was like one time when I was like 13. Okay. And how old are you now? I'm 20 right now. Okay. For sure. So I guess it was kind of a long time ago. Yeah. It was a minute ago. I've been, I mean, like, I'm trying to think. I guess, like, besides that, the farthest west I've gone from New Jersey is that fucking, we played in, uh, we played in Louisville. And that, I guess that's the farthest I've been. Oh, no. You know what? Dude, my bad. I'm shot. I've been to Chicago before. I flew to, I went to Chicago for a weekend last, last, uh, last year to see a friend out there. And it was fun. That was cool. Okay. I've never been there before. I've never been to Chicago. Dude, it's, it's nice. It's, uh, I don't know. I liked it. I, I was only there for two or three days, but it was fun. Okay. Um, I was going to ask you oh in your opinion what's your favorite new jersey hardcore band oh um i don't know i think that i love floor punch i think floor punch would be one of my favorite new jersey bands um 
Because, like, I was, I saw Floor Punch at Nate Fest in 2015. I think that was the first time I saw them, and it was sick as fuck, and I, I was very into them after that. Um, I don't know. I, New Jersey hardcore is awesome. Like, I, I love, like, Turning Point. Like, Turning Point's fucking sick. Um, with like current bands, there's like Blind Justice, there's Crust, there's Fence Cutter, there's Ambush, there's Ignorant Life, uh, some million fucking bands, Brute, all uh, Roseblood, all kinds of cool shit coming out here that like people could find, and it's just I don't know, influenced by everything from before, like E Town, I love E Town, um, Ensign is fucking sick. Uh, Mongoloid. It's one of my favorite bands ever in general as well. That that that's uh, that was one of my first hardcore shows was the Mongoloids. Um, yeah, just like there's so much cool shit that comes out of here. I'm very I'm I'm proud to like be from here because of all the, like the cool bands that have come from here. Crust is actually going to be out here in like I think like two weeks. They're doing like a little run with uh, Trail of Lies. Yeah, I saw that. That's really cool. That's uh, that's sick. I, I like the new Crust record. I think I think it's pretty uh, pretty good. Yeah, the same here. I'm pretty stoked on it, and uh, I, I've never seen them. I don't think they've ever been out here, so I, I'm pretty stoked to see them for the first time. Yeah, they're they're you you like it. It's fun. They play quick. I mean, I don't know if they do it anymore. I haven't seen them in a minute, but they you know they they play quickly. It's fucking sick. It's fun. They're they're a good band. You know, there's a lot of cool shit that comes from here. Like thinking about it, like you know, like. Fury Five is fucking sick. Like all the old shit, like Mouthpiece. I, I saw Mouthpiece a few years ago on one of their reunions. I like them a lot. Um, like Dead Guys from New Jersey, New Jersey. <clears throat> um, you know, it, it's cool. There's a lot of cool shit that comes out of here. Have you heard any rumblings about Back to School Jam this year? Um, not really. I. Uh, all I know is just going to be at the same place it was last year, which is uh, White Eagle Hall, which is in Jersey City. That's a uh, there used to be a venue here called Game Changer World, which actually is about a mile from my house. I used to walk there when I was younger because I didn't have a car, and I went I went to see shows there. But it closed this year or last year. Um, closed last year, so they had to move the show from here to Jersey City. And it was at a, it was at a pretty a nice venue. Like it, it was cool. There was no barricades. It was it was nice. It was a fun. It was a fun one. We actually um, last minute we got to play it, and that was also another thing that I could not believe we were able to do. But it was very fun. Do you know why that um, game changer world closed? I don't. I think it has something to do with like something happens or some shit with like one of the events there and then they just didn't renew the lease or something. I'm not too sure about the particulars of it. I just know they couldn't renew the lease. They just weren't allowed to do it. I mean, I could be totally wrong about that, but that's what I heard. I remember uh, no warning play there. It was like a long time ago. Yeah. And I remember I bought tickets and then my buddy who I was supposed to go with like bailed and like the plans oh. got ruined. So I just had two tickets to no warning um, in New Jersey and I just didn't go. Yeah, that was at Game Changer. I actually was at that show. That was um, that was 2015, I think. That was the first time I'd ever seen no warning. And actually, after that show, I just became obsessed with them. Like, Ill Blood's one of my favorite records. 
okay. ever. Um, and we got to play with No Warning a couple weeks ago, and it was very fucking fun. That was awesome. Hell yeah. That's sick. Yeah, from all the videos that I ever saw um, at that venue, I, I thought the place looked really cool. Yeah, it was nice. Like, dude, like when No Warning played there, uh, they played behind this wall, and first riff, it, it, a fucking explosion. It was insane. I, there- I don't think I, to this day, like, I, I don't think I've seen a room, like, explode in that way, like that fucking band made them do at uh, Game Changer. Is there anything in that building now? Yeah, it's like a fucking cheap wholesale wholesale store or whatever. I refuse to go into it because, I don't know, I missed the venue. Yeah, that, that's such a bummer to drive by it and just like, oh, that's where like one of the coolest venues used to be. Yeah, it's a place called like Steals and Deals now instead of uh, Game Changer. Steals and Deals. That's yeah. so, how, how big was that place? It's, it, it's actually like decently sized. Like, uh, I heard, I, again, I could be wrong. I heard that it had a 900 or a thousand cap or something like that, but it was more long than it was wide. The stage was low to the ground and there was, a, uh, a wall to the side of the stage. So you couldn't get too far. Like you couldn't, it couldn't be too spread out in the front. So it was always had a good show there. Okay. That's interesting. Well, and then they had in the back of the venue they had a uh, uh, a basically a floor stage for like smaller shows. So like uh, in January 2015, like Code Orange played that small stage when I Am King first came out. That was one of the really one of the first shows I had seen that was like truly wild on that like small stage. It was a good place. I miss it a lot. They were, they had some really cool shit there. So where's the um, go to venue now? In Jersey, um, Jersey right now, there's not really a lot of venues. Like, there's the Meat Locker, which is in North Jersey, which is like this small little room in uh, an actual like was a Meat Locker before. Uh, not a lot of stuff happens there though. Then there's like there's E Block, which is uh, Jason and Avery. Well, I think you've had on this before. That's, yes, that's their venue. But um, I don't know how much longer that's going to be a venue. I heard that uh, they're having like one of the last shows tonight um, because I guess new people are moving in or something. And um, I'm trying to think. I, there's like a couple places in South Jersey, but there's not a lot of places that are really like having hardcore shows all the time in Jersey besides E-Block, and that's not really going to happen anymore. So um new one has to come out. I know Andrew and I have been trying to figure one out. So hopefully we're able to find one that's willing to do the shows and we can bring more stuff here. So do, do you have to do like a lot of traveling outside of Jersey to go to hardcore shows? Yeah, but, yeah, but from where we live, it, it's not too bad because we live in central Jersey. So we live one hour from Philadelphia, one hour from Brooklyn, one hour from Manhattan, an hour and a half from Delaware, three hours from Scranton, Wilkes-Barre. Um, two and a half hours from Long Island. Like there's some shows in like Hudson Valley, which are only like two, two and a half hours away. Connecticut's three hours. Like it's not, it's easy to get the shows. Damn. I feel like that place is like a good spot to be at, to be able to um, hit so many different scenes in a short amount of time. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's easy to get the places from here. Okay. So uh, I'm um, very lucky to have that. 
without hurting anybody's feelings, which is the best scene to, to travel to? <laughs> um, my favorite ones to go to are uh, Long Island and Philadelphia, definitely. Okay. Um, I have a lot of friends in both in both places. Um, they have, both have amazing shows all the time. And every time we play Long Island or Philadelphia, it's always cool. So I like to go to those shows in those places most. Hell yeah. I've never been to Philly um, or Long Island for sure. Like I've been to Long Island, but I didn't go to a show. I was actually out there like on vacation. Like uh, it was like two right. years ago. Dude, that, I mean, that's a very interesting place to vacation. Oh, well, like I was on like this weird tour. So like, um, uh, well, not tour. So like my, my friends and I, we flew into New York and we stayed um, in like East Harlem. Like we got like this weird airbnb and we like we're in the city for like a couple days and then we did brooklyn and then my friends are like really into like horror so that we want we went to long island and they wanted to go see the amityville horror house and um like i was supposed to link up with one of my buddies um who, who lives out there but our schedule like um at the time, like, like we had plans, but then when we got there, things, um, had to be switched up. So things just didn't line up. So, uh, we didn't really do too much on long Island. Right. That makes I, I think I've been, I've been to a horror house one time because someone wanted to go. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's like people live there. Like, it's so weird. Like people are always asking me to go and I'm like, yo, like, I don't know if you actually want to, because they're like a literal family lives in that fucking house. Like it's fenced off. It says, don't come near this house. Yeah, when we showed up, one of the neighbors was outside, and he was yelling at us to go away. Yeah, that that's uh, that's why dude, it's it's so weird. I th- I think that's like mad fucking funny. That that's that's just like this big landmark and just just these random fucking people just living. <laughs> yeah, it, it's strange, but um, yeah, I I I don't want to be like too crazy about it because yeah, because you gotta kind of respect the people that live there so i think we just like took like a couple of pictures and then just took off yeah definitely that's what when i went there the one time that's what i did just took a picture of uh person and we left okay but um, yeah cool i like i like long island i mean i hate fucking driving there but it's fun to be there now um so I, i'm not very familiar with driving because when we were in new york we just took like ubers everywhere so, um, do you have to pass through the city to get to Long Island? No, you take a you take um you take a couple highways, but they're fucking always backed up, and it like no matter what, any fucking day you go, it's backed up, and just like it may like the distance that Long Island is from where I live, it should take me an hour, an hour and a half to get there, but it takes two hours, two and a half hours, maybe three hours sometimes because of the traffic. Yeah, I, I hate traffic. Traffic is literally the worst. Yeah, I mean, I, you definitely know. You know traffic. You where don't you live like in like traffic part of California? Uh, yeah, like, like Orange County. Right? It's like super. Oh yeah, super busy. Like we have like I, I think like hold on, I'm gonna count the five, four, five, ninety one, uh, fifty seven, and. The twenty two. Yeah, we have like five different freeways, and they're always like busy. Yeah, that that's you know that's fucking nightmare shit. Yeah, it makes me just not want to go anywhere sometimes, and like especially like after I, like um I get off work, I'm just like oh 
so many cars, like where are these people coming from? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I got that. That makes sense. It's just, you know, I'll, I'll, dro- I'll drive to Long Island and I'll be like, oh, it's just like, fuck it. it really is torture, but getting there is fun. And do you have like uh, friends out there or do you just mainly go out there for, for shows? Oh, I have a lot, we have a lot of friends out there. Like, um, you know, like I have a lot of friends in different bands, like or Street Fight Records. What we did um, the the promo on, I'm really I'm very close with uh, the dude who does that. This, this guy named Steven. Um, he he's a a sick dude. We hang out. He actually comes here sometimes just to chill. And then like we have like a lot of friends like like Draw the Line and Hangman and uh, Draft and No Idea. And jab and all kinds of bands like we're we're friends with like the people out there and we play with those bands sometimes it's really fun. Poor yeah. choice and fun. That's sick. I had the dudes from uh, Draw the Line on the podcast a couple episodes back. Yeah, I listened to that one. That was, that was they're, they're cool. I like them. We got to play the record release. That was really fun. That was actually on the tour. Hell yeah. Well, um, Andrew never showed up. Yeah, I know. He's, uh, I don't even know what he's doing, but he's doing something. Fucking asshole. Dude, you, you, I don't know. Just, no, he's cool. I think he had, like, I think he, like, double booked himself on accident. So I was like, dude, it's just fine. Wait, he what? On accident? Like, double booked. Like, he had two things to do. And I was like, dude, like, don't worry about it. Go do, like, the other thing. For sure. It, it, it happens. So I, I never yeah. take it personal. No, no. We, dude, we made it work. This has been good. Yeah, no, I I feel like this has been a definitely a fun episode. I was like happy to finally have you on just going back to when I had Ron and Nick on. I knew at some point I was going to have you on. I just didn't know when. And then I realized, well, um, yeah, at the time I didn't know you were such a huge fan of Game of Thrones. So I feel like right after the finale was a great time to have you on and just kind of talk about it. Dude, yeah, that that makes sense. I really appreciate you asking me. I'm, I'm very glad I was able to do this. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I was definitely happy. And I'm, I always like appreciate people willing to give me their time because I know it's, um, it's like a lot to just sit and talk with somebody for so long. So definitely means a lot. So thank you. I'm definitely, dude, no problem. I, I had a lot of fun. I'm, again, thank you. Okay, so um, b- before we go, tell people where they can find you and find Shackled. Um, so you can go to shackled.bandcamp.com uh, you can go to shackled nj which is our twitter instagram and facebook um and uh it's really all we have and then uh a repeat's coming out this summer it's called one way out five cool. songs okay um yeah that that's shackled that's that's what we're doing right now and then, uh, you know we're playing uh if, if you're if you live in brooklyn we're playing brooklyn June 11th and June 28th. June and June 28th is the backtrack show. Um, Wait, July 10th. What is that? Um, you said June 11th. What what shows? Yeah, that? we're playing. We're playing. Brook, we're playing. Uh, you know uh, those bands, Creeping Death and Fuming Mouth. Yes. They're doing that. We're playing that tour at Gold Sounds in Brooklyn, and then uh, so is the band Carcosa from Long Island and uh, Roseblood from that's New Jersey. Those are uh, good friends. So I'm excited for that show too. Okay. Hell yeah. And, uh, yeah, Boston, July 10th. And, uh, this is Sarkor. Hell yeah. All right. Well, thank you again. 
Um, thank all of you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. This has been another episode of the J. Mary K. Podcast. Always on top.